Hi, this is Sean King, host of My Youth on Record. Have you ever wondered what your favorite musicians were like in high school? My co-host and I took that question straight to the artists. You're about to get a candid look into the teenage years of our next musical guest. I think if anybody were given like a magic lamp, they nobody would use that wish to go back to high school. I wouldn't. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think for me, that would actually be like an anti-wish. I have anxiety dreams where like, in my dream, I'm doing my thing, and then somebody in a suit shows up and sh- says like, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Brackett, your diploma was um, invalid. And so like also like your, your college diploma also doesn't count and like all these other things don't count and you actually need to go back and uh, finish high school. And the only way that you can do it is by actually going to class. And then like the dream is me getting up at six in the morning and then having to sit in the class, being a 39-year-old man in a room full of teenagers. It's like th- those are what my nightmares are. Like mm-hmm. I can lose a dream out of my other nightmares, but those like bureaucratic ones. And like so like <sighs> high school – Ah, just felt like a gladiatorial arena. Welcome to My Youth on Record, a podcast where artists share the music they created as teens and the stories behind the songs. Today, our guest is Stefan Brackett, also known as Br'er Rabbit, in the hip-hop band The Flowbots. This episode is like a virtual hug for anyone out there who proudly or otherwise felt like a nerd. You get the last laugh today as Br'er Rabbit shows us that nerds really do run the world and have the most fun. That was not for me, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Y'all can do that. These biscuits biscuits taste great. And think about, like, comic book characters. Um, That didn't go where I thought it was going to go. No, man. No, I'm just... Like, like, everybody on my, like, on my mother's side of the family in particular, just like, they're always on stage. Not like they're always performing, but just the light kind of swivels towards them. And so I, it was so easy as a, as a child just to be like, mm, that's, right. that's cool, that's cool. I, they've got it. They got it handled. I, this, this, is not, this is not a calling for me. So I would actually say like any opportunity that I had when I was a young person to get a lot of attention on me, I would run from. I despised it. I, I think I felt a whole lot of responsibility at a really early age. Man, I remember like even playing like a freaking video game like back in 1993. It was called it was Wing Commander Two. Now I, I didn't get Wing Commander One, but Wing Commander Two was supposed to be like the dopest game. And I remember I what console? We're talking about like a 386 PC. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I I'd like max my computer out to be able to play it. But since it was Wing Commander 2, when you start the game, it's the middle of the story, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you're the dopest pilot. We saw your great deeds and all these things. I'm freaking out on this video game because, like, I'm not that dope. Wait, wait, wait. I've never played this game before. The expectation I'm supposed to be good at this when I start the game, it would, like, freak me out. Um, So, I I mean, honestly, like, the performing and all that stuff, and even to this day – there is no rush for me. Like, if I'm out in front of a bunch of people, it's not like I'm like, whoo. Like, I don't get much from that. What I love, I think, is like when I get better and better and better at something. And I think that's from me playing Dungeons & Dragons, from me playing like 
all these role-playing games, from me doing computer programming, all of that stuff, because that's what I was doing in high school, even when I had to do sports. I was kind of like masquerading as an athlete, but I loved getting better. So like, yeah, I never like had that like, I love music moment. And also because I just, everybody in my family is a better singer than me, by far. It's like, this is not even funny, y'all. I, I have aunts who can sing like Mahalia Jackson. Like when I go back and I visit my family in North Carolina, like everybody's hitting like a five part harmony. And imagine me being 12 and my voice is changing and I'm like sounding like a, a stork <laughs> or something like that. Like, no, like, I, <laughs> throughout, like, like, I know you're being modest, but no, I, I am not. I'm, I'm telling you, like I, I did this when I was on tour with the band. And we went to North Carolina, and I kept on telling people in the band that I had the worst voice in the band. And it was like, no, it's Devin, whatever. Then we all go, well, I'll go to my grandma's house. The piano's out. Everybody starts singing. And it's like you've dropped down into heaven. We're talking people who are at 87 to like seven-year-olds just killing it. And it took me right back to being 12 where I was just like in the corner like, hmm. Dude, I'm going to eat these biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> One of our favorite parts of My Youth on Record is when musicians are brave enough to share music they made as teenagers. Br'er Rabbit brought in a piece of music that shows us that he had early talent and a lot of room to grow. Oh, and also that he was obsessed with the Illuminati. Let's have a listen. Yeah. Um, so from from that era, is there is there an early recording of... You and Jamie together, or is there you have a you have a recording of something you you did solo? Oh no, um, I, I have a recording from the what is this? This would be the second Flowbots cassette, and it was called Reindeer Games. This wasn't like an ironic re-release cassette. This was an actual cassette. This, yes. <laughs> should, I, should I be young and say what's a cassette? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> should I be young and say, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like we 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 produced a cassette. Um, this one was called Reindeer Games. The first Flowbots cassette was called Masters of the Universe, and um, <laughs> I was not on the first Flowbots cassette because they named the band when I wasn't there. So like they had some practice, and we're talking like this must have been like 1993. I had some practice, and then I, I got a call. I was like, hey, Stefan, we got a name for the band. And I was already feeling spicy. I'm like, what? How do you? And then they said, like, well, I'm like, what's the name? It's like Flowbots. I'm like, what the hell is that? That's the dumbest name I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And so, like, out of protest, I didn't get on Masters of the Universe. Right. But by the time Reindeer Games came around, I, I got on Reindeer Games. And, uh, and just to clarify, what was Flowbots being? What, there was a playoff of? GoBots. I love it, man. I think it's, so, <laughs> I think it's great. So that, that was my problem. Okay. I think a lot of people, regardless of your generation, is familiar with the Transformers. All right? Now, when the Transformers first came out in the United States, they were very popular. And anything that's popular gets an off-brand version. Right? I mean, these might be fighting words, but you know, like you've got Pokemon and you get Digimon. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know Digimon's dope. I know Digimon's dope. I'm not trying to cast any shade. I'm just saying, like, you get, like, yeah. reflections and lesser shadows. GoBots was the wackest version of Transformers. <laughs> you know, like Transformers, like Optimus Prime is like a semi, and he goes through all these like different, like his, the, the trailer becomes a, a base, and then he becomes like this statuesque leader robot. Like GoBots, the main villain was a guy named Psykill because he was a motorcycle. 
a motorcycle. And like <laughs> his, his only transformation is that you would pop the wheel from from, from in, in between the front things and those became his arms and you just hold those down. It was whack. So like to know that our band was named after like an off-brand transformer, I was heated. Especially like this is like high point of like nerdery for me. I was no there's no way I was gonna go. So that's why I was I wasn't feeling it. But then I got over it. I got over it. And then um I, I did one track on um Reindeer Games and it was uh 1999. It's gonna be uh, extraordinarily painful for me to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I was like probably 17 or 18 uh, when I did it. And um, I was really into uh, conspiracy theories and esoteric mystical knowledge. And so uh, I think we could uh, listen to it if we so desire. Are there headphones in here? Yeah. Right behind you. All right, let's do this. Oh, and I think I think we're just gonna be starting like from the chorus right before my song, my, my verse. Dark back shines the brightest days in the dark nights. Mike's morphed to swords and bone, give me sight beyond sight. One eye perceives the second, two sees the third, third, the fourth time. My corners is holy word transferred. Rally just round the top of the five blades, third eye forms in a void like a I can't even get these syllables out. Time shifts blue, space slides static. Rooms of bodies busting eyes and tricky somatica. My sweat streams into a sheen, my black light tattoo gleams. Fortune until you're hit by patches of neoprene. Love light switch to x rays. I thought I'd say it's some deep stuff, man. <laughs> I thought that line was so hard when I. <laughs> Alright. Oh, God. Oh, um, there's more. There's another. Like, eight bars. This is when I start talking about, like, some Kabbalah. Sufi stuff, but I didn't understand. Oh, goodness. Did you save that for us? Have you not heard that? Oh, I saved it. No, I was, I was, I was, I, I, I knew that I had it, but I wasn't going to, I'm just, I was waiting to listen to it here. There's a moment where you almost, uh, you can almost hear yourself getting a little bit tired and like, all right, there's more. I got eight more bars. Because <laughs> I, on, I feel like for a lot of uh, rappers, you, you have like one of two starting points. Like it's either like super puerile and like sexual or like you're super like trick knowledge hidden information, secret history of the world stuff. And I was a uh, column B. 
(laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd read like every little book that I'd read. Like you can, I I did like a, what? So there's a reference to the Kabbalah, a reference to like the the old man of the mountain says now the time the jihad, like of Sufism. There's a um, a Moby Dick reference, like as godless, wait. Um, As men scramble for, as men scramble for truth, like doubloons mounted on the mast of the Pequod. That was one of those lines. Now, I don't think you heard it because my breath control technique was terrible. Right. But, um, and then the whole thing even starts off with um, uh, dark facts shines in the brightest of days and the darkest of nights. Mike's morph the swords of omen give me sight beyond sight. So that's a Thundercat reference. A next with a Green Lantern reference. <laughs> because <laughs> the Green Lanterns have like, uh, their oath is like, in the brightest of days and the darkest of nights, uh, let no evil hide from my Green Lantern's light. So I was combining, oh my gosh, man. Well, you keep up, you keep up your nerd communities pretty strong. Has there been people who, who give you that little reward of being like, I caught that line. Man, nobody listened to that cassette. <laughs> no, man, like, like, no, like, like only. <laughs> we had to, like, give them to people. Like, we probably made, like, I don't know, like, 75 copies. We all got, like, our lawn mowing money together. And, like, maybe we gave, like, four or five of them to, like, a local underground hip shop, hip-hop shop that used to exist. But, like, no, we didn't have, like, big road. Nah, man. Hey. <laughs> Nobody knew what I was talking about. Even even the guys I was working with, I'm like, hey, y'all get it? And they're like, no, Stephanie. <laughs> we didn't even understand what yeah. you said. Yeah. <laughs> Each week, My Youth on Record invites a youth co-host into the conversation. This week, we have Stevie Selby, a local DJ and member of the second fellowship class at Youth on Record, a program where Stevie learned about the business side of music and how to make a real go at being a professional artist. He also is a self-taught photographer and videographer. And after this interview, he can add podcast co-host to the list. Stevie, you want to? Nice. Yeah, I said I'll take over and ask a few questions now. So one thing that I've found as a creator within myself is when I used to write songs a lot, and this was more in high school, um, I found myself writing and talking about the same things. Mm. And then one thing that I always struggled with was getting out of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're rapping and you're like, ooh, I'm as cold as Jack Frost. And then like tomorrow you're like, all right, I'm going to freestyle again. And then you're like, uh, I'm as cold as Jack Frost. And you're just saying the same thing. How did you go through that? And how did you break that like redundancy barrier? Um, I think every musician um, faces that on a regular basis. Um, and, uh, specifically for me, I was really in love with freestyling and I had a roommate who was also really in love with it. And in college, every night before we could go to bed, we'd have to freestyle for a half hour every night. And we were really rigorous about it because we also were both in, um, improv comedy. And when you do improv comedy, it's a lot like freestyle rapping. And when you do improv on a regular basis, you start finding out like, oh, I always do this character or I always do this with this endowment. And you have a group of people to workshop it with. So we do the same thing with freestyles. So a lot of times people have crutches when they're freestyling. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like this or yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And what we'd start doing is if one of us was freestyling and they did that, we'd kind of be like, crutch, crutch. Crutch. Oh, you just oh, call nice. it out. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> good. That's just really like, good. Just yeah, like, yeah. Just crutch, crutch. And so we try to get to the point where our freestyles were truly, we try to get to the point where we're surprising ourselves in right. the process of it. Because then it started feeling just like amazing. These these things would pop up. And yeah. or or you'd um I'd pay attention to when like he was starting to run out of energy and then I'd just hop in and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then it was he kind of get his energy back up, then we could like toss it back and forth in this way and keep on being generative like coming up with new stuff so for me a lot of the times when um we will always humans are ritualistic creatures so we'll always have patterns those patterns aren't bad things but if they're unexamined they can become prisons so if we can examine our patterns we can like break them every once in a while and surprise ourselves Mm -hmm. so that's what i do for me a lot of times it's like when i'm getting stuck and i'm finding myself doing a certain thing there's there's one of two things that i'll do one is i will try to sometimes break the pattern the other one is i'll maybe i'll examine it and say like maybe there's something that i need to say that i haven't said yet fully mm-hmm. and then try to figure out how do i get that said to completion so i can move on kind of a thing and maybe maybe it's not like cold like jack frost or something like that. Um, yeah yeah but but then there's like there are certain things i um, that's my new line i'm biting that line right now Man, it's so funny. Like when you when you say a line and you think it's so dope, and then it becomes so corny to you after a while yeah. too, because I uh, that's the thing that made me cringe. Because I just remember like humans as if in dojos listen to what their sins say. I'm like, yeah, yeah, did y'all hear that? I'm the best. Oh did God. you hear? It? Yeah, yeah. Who's the master? <laughs> I am the sensei. Yeah. Like, you know what their sins say and the sins say the dojo. Oh, you get it, you get it. And then that friend calls crutch right there. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, uh, oh, no, that. so like, oh man, now like it just it makes me just wince so hard. Just I was so proud of that line. I thought it was so amazing. You still do you still have uh, colleagues now that can call you out on? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, whenever Johnny Five and I are writing. Raps. I mean, we've known each other since the fourth grade. We we fell in love with hip hop at the same time. So we've been writing together now for like ten years. Like we're very aware of some of the things that we kind of go to, and we very gently we have gentle ways of saying like, "Yeah, you um, that's the second time you did that." Like Adam <laughs> and Eve thing. I'm like, oh crap! Oh because also like, it's hard to keep track. Like over ten years, mm-hmm. some of the stuff like, oh, that's kind of clever. And like, oh, yeah, but you've been thinking that for 10 years. <laughs> you've been sitting on that side yeah. since the fourth grade, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. My Youth on Record is proudly brought to you by Youth on Record, a Colorado nonprofit organization where local teens are empowered to find their voice and value by working with local musicians as their educators. Teens and Youth on Records programs are working to be both the next generation of creatives as well as community leaders. They do this through music, poetry, and storytelling. My Youth on Record is one of their newest programs. Learn more at www.youthonrecord.org. Well, yeah, this has been great. Uh, On behalf of Stevie and everyone here at Youth on Record, I just want to say thank you so much. 
and we'd love to have you back another time if you want to <laughs> discuss more Illuminati <laughs> yes, or man. comic books. Yeah, man. Yeah, we didn't even get into that stuff. We didn't even get into the to, no. yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is chapter one <laughs> of a ten part series. Of a ten part <laughs> series. So uh Stephen Brackett, thank you so much. Ah, it's a real honor. Thank you both.